Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bijou Banter in the KRI studio. I am here with Blake Kellinger again. Hey, it's great. It's great seeing you, Matthew. I'm very happy to be back again and very excited for this week's topic. Yes, and today it is Friday, March 24th of 2023. We're coming a little bit late with this episode just because of spring break, but two, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, a little less than two weeks ago, it was the 95th Annual Academy Awards Ceremony, and um, to continue what we've done for the past few years here on BG Banter, we are going to do a full recap of the ceremony. Now, I, I will be honest, um, usually with BG Banter, I w- obviously watch the movies and stuff. Yeah. I did not watch the ceremony, but I was following a lot on Twitter. Um, I Our co-host, who's normally, who's normally here, you can be here today, Dan Rigger Hoyer, he was updating me. Um, on Discord, as well as many of those on the Bijou board. And Blake, you have also, you watched most of the ceremony. Yeah, right? I watched I watch a good majority of the ceremony. I didn't watch the full one. I was a little bit late to it, but I did watch as much as I, as much as I could. And um, I definitely have some, I didn't, well, I just tried to watch the ceremonies, but there were some things that, of course, like people uh, coming in, and I know we'll talk more about the Jimmy Kimmel monologue, and everything that happened there but yeah i did watch a good majority of it yeah yeah and the reason why is because if you for those of you who listened in the past last year's ceremony can only be described as a train wreck everything even though there were some great films that were that won um coda won last year for best picture as the first sundance film ever to be to win an oscar for best picture ceremony was an absolute disaster in every way there's just horrible planning horrible execution horrible everything but we're not talking about last year we're talking about this year for that reason, that's why I didn't really feel like watching this year's ceremony. But after talking about it with with friends on Bijou and also just observing news, it actually seemed like it was a good ceremony this year. And now I feel kind of bad that I didn't watch it <laughs> because it seemed like the Academy finally got their act together. Because in the last few years, they're, they've acknowledged that their viewership has been lower and they want to gauge a new audience, but they failed to realize that the people watch this for the films, not the skits, not like the jokes or anything. And sure, some of that is still apparent because it's an award show, but it seemed like they got their act together and realized this is about the films, it's the focus, it's the Oscars, it's the most popular award show on on the face of the earth, pretty much. And it seemed like they did it. And this is not, I'm not taking the fact of the wins because there were a lot of great, great wins this year. Yes, for the absolutely. Academy. Um, I guess we should, I don't know if we want to start with the biggest one or... I, do you have any like pressing things that you want to talk about, like right off the bat? I mean, honestly, uh, I definitely want to talk about the wins, uh, okay. especially si- since everything, everywhere, all at once won seven awards at the Academy. But another thing I think what's really impressive is that even before the Academy Academy Awards, before the Oscars, the everything, everywhere, all at once surpassed Return of the King for receiving the most awards in of all time. It yeah. became the most awarded film. Very impressive. Which is beyond impressive. So uh, with the Oscars, I was very curious, like, okay, this ha- they ha- they might have to get at, le- at least like a couple awards, but seven? That surprised me. Granted, there was one award that for me, I was like, I don't know if I fully agree with it. Not saying... I hate the choice. I just feel like there were better candidates. Yeah. And sh- should I mention it? Or? Yeah, we we could definitely we could definitely talk about yes about that. Um, yeah, everything everywhere all at once is this year's best picture winner, as well as taking best director, best actress, best supporting actor, supporting actor, screenplay, editing. It was it it didn't sweep because it was nominated for eleven Oscars, but it hit the major awards, yes. which. This is a very rare occasion, and th- and this is very subjective, but Everything Ever All At Once was my personal favorite film of last year. This is the rare instance where the Academy actually gave Best Picture to the Best Picture of the year, yeah. and which is becoming more and more rare, surprisingly. The last time I think this happened was with Parasite, and it just it makes me very happy to see a film like Everything Ever All At Once take home such a prestigious award, because for many years there's the term Oscar Bay. It's just like... Oscars pick very basic, um, formulaic, crowd-pleasing films that are no by no means bad, but they just don't they don't do anything unique. Yeah. Everything Ever All Once is a unique film in every single way. It's a different type of film, and the fact that the Academy recognized that is very very special because this is this is what I think the Academy should look for when deciding best 
best picture, best director, just like something that is not only great, but is different, is unique. Yeah. And that's really great. No, I, I totally agree with you here because I feel like with not just the format itself, but the awards this year were incredible. I feel like this is definitely one of the better award ceremony in in terms of execution and uh, format and really just awards themselves. I think you brought some great points that they're rec- recognizing uh, these movies, especially because Parasite was the last, if I remember, like it was the first film to receive Best Picture for a foreign film, if, if yes. I remember correctly correctly so with that that was such a huge a huge like history history of, it made it made a huge mark so seeing that and then seeing how everything everywhere all at once is receiving so much atten- attention it makes me so incredibly happy because I remember seeing this last year and this it became my favorite movie of 2022 mm-hmm. so with that being said I think it's it's great to see that the best Best Picture uh, nominees that you could tell the Oscars has really learned their lesson because yeah. one of the big things that happened was Green Book winning uh, Best Picture back in 2018. I remember people people weren't necessarily yeah, thrilled is. by it, but like besides the point, I think the Oscars, the uh, awards ceremony, has really learned a lot and try to really c- consider what will be the best, which movie does deserve the award and. For the most part, I feel like they really, really put a lot of effort. Like, two movies that were huge in the Oscars were, um, oh, I almost said Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> but, uh, one movie, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, yes. and Everything Everywhere All at Once, which made me very happy. I'm very happy for both those movies. They're both terrific films. Uh, they were so, so beautiful. And seeing how the award ceremony has really handled those films it's like yeah I think they deserve it it's, uh, I think yeah I had no issues with it except just Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting <laughs> Actress because no hate against her yeah. I really think she's a terrific actress but Angela Bassett you have oh gosh there's there's a list I'm not really yes I have the list right here so Jamie Lee Curtis uh, won Best Supporting Actress the other nominees were Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever Hong Chao for The Whale Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Sharon and Stephanie Sue for Everything Ever All at Once. Um, based on these, and I don't know if, if, you, if you'd agree with this, but Jamie Lee Curtis, for me, while gave a good performance in the film, was not, the, was not anywhere near the best of these nominees. I personally I felt like Stephanie Sue gave a stronger performance in the same film. And it's yes. great to see Jamie Lee Curtis finally get Academy Awards recognition. It's very overdue. But I don't think it was. It should have been for this film when there were other performances, and that's the big. Usually every year at the Academy, there's one award where it's just like, how did this one win? Like, what is that? And this is that for this yeah. year, especially on Twitter. There was, there wasn't as much discourse as the Will Smith slap, and thank goodness there was no, nothing like that. That crisis team didn't have to be used. But um, <laughs> yeah, I remember a lot of people were just talking about that on Twitter, and. I, I understand. Like, I'm pretty indifferent. I just, I'm in the opinion where I'm just like, yeah, I think it could have gone to someone else. But given given the fact that she won SAG and she was nominated for a bunch of other awards, I see why the Academy went with her. Yes. Even though even though I don't agree with it. Yeah. And no disrespect to um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Though. No, absolutely no no disrespect because I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's one of my favorite actresses. I mean, she was one of my favorite roles is of course like Knives Out, and she did. An amazing job there and yeah I mean sure her Academy her Academy Award has been long overdue past due so it was great seeing that she received the award but with other nominees like for me the biggest the biggest upset for me well not upset but disappointment is Angela Bassett hmm. not receiving it I mean you may disagree disagree with me there because there are other great nominees but Angela Bassett the way that she carried the performance in Black Panther 2 still moves me in such a beautiful performance. So nothing. I think Jamie Lee Curtis did a great, great job in everything, everywhere, all at once. I just feel like with the other nominees, there were better choices. But I, I'm glad you brought the point about the whole the SAG Awards because, of course, the Academy is trying to recognize, mm-hmm. like, hey, like this person's gaining this much recognition. We should give them that recognition, too. 
But sometimes it's okay to kind of go against that recognition. Yeah. Like, maybe choose other nominees. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion, but I see what the Oscars are doing. I think that also kind of left people divided because some people didn't like that, some people did. And it's definitely very split reaction, especially the people that we talk to that are very, have very strong opinions about the Oscars. Yeah. I personally thought for the awards ceremony, and I think they're really well handled. Like, I mean, honestly, the best picture war I know a lot of people are going to be very controversial. I, I think that's more in, in the Bijou. Though. Yeah. Like, I feel like most people um, that are online and also that I've talked to yes. as well seem to be happy with it. And there's like, and obviously you can't please everyone. No, Even if, if you had like the greatest film in history, when Best Picture, there's still going to be people like, oh, I think this film should win. So like, that's common, but it's common. I've noticed more so... Um, this year than most years. The last one probably being 2019 with Parasite. This is one of the more unanimous, not unanimous, but like, I want to say 90% of people agree like, yeah, that was a good choice to win. No, that makes total sense. And I think, you know what, I'm very happy though. Because honestly, even though you have some great, uh, great selections, one thing that I was still, I'm still confused why it was nominated for Best Picture was Avatar Way of Water. Still, uh, yeah. still a little like. Granted, it didn't win, which I'm. I'm I don't think it had a chance of winning. I don't think so. it had a chance either. So I thought it was a very weird nomination. Um, but one one surprise, one thing that did surprise me, I wasn't upset about it, but it did surprise me was the best animated feature. Oh really? And like, I love Pinocchio. Let me get that out of the way. I love that film. I think it's one of my favorite films of 2022. But Puss in Boots 2 mm. surprised the heck out of me. Like, <laughs> I just thought that film is so beautiful with this animation. And really, for a Shrek film that's been 10 years, like, overdue, yeah. like, it's, you think you'll age, but surprisingly, it didn't. Then again, it's my personal opinion, but. I think Pinocchio is still a great choice. I'm so happy it won. I think it definitely deserved it. But there's also that part where it's like, oh, maybe Puss in Boots kind of, <laughs> kind of, would be kind of nice too. I think they're both interchangeable uh, in a sense. But Pinocchio, of course, is a very mature, very raw story. And you don't see that a lot in kids' films, yeah. which I really appreciate a lot. Um, what, what were some of your surprises or something that, that stood out to you, either like in a good way or a bad way? Yeah, so... Um, it seems like for the major categories, I I was very very pleased with like the major awards, um, like the acting, directing. The one award that I am legitimately baffled by the fact that it won, and I'm very very disappointed, is best original score. And I meant yeah. so. I, it wasn't just me who was saying this. This is pretty many people were saying, oh yeah, Babylon's gonna take best original score because Justin Hurwitz he won the best murder score for La La Land. It's a really, really great score. It's very it's very long, it's very loud, it's very unique, but it didn't win, and it lost to All Quiet on the Western Front, which people seem to enjoy the score. I personally enjoyed it, but didn't love it because I thought it was a little too repetitive. It mm-hmm. repeats the same three notes a lot, and it's clearly meant to be intentionally repetitive and adds, and adds the dark, foreboding mood of war. But I just don't understand why that one won because A, you have Babylon, which is a masterpiece of a score. And you also oh, had yeah. Everything Ever All Wants a score on there, which is yeah. equally unique. And like Fable, Fableman's, it was an all right score, I'll be honest. It I, I wasn't hope. super memorable, but like yeah. Babylon is such a memorable score. I listened to that soundtrack way too much. And yeah, I might be biased because I love the movie, but <laughs> it just, it was a great score. And I'm so disappointed that it didn't win, especially because... That movie didn't get any recognition. No, it was nominated for three Oscars. It didn't win anything. So yeah, and also just the production categories in general. All Quiet's had a very um, impressive run. Yes. Considering that movie almost came out of nowhere in the awards circuit. It won Best Original Score, Production Design, Cinematography, and something else. Uh, an international Feature. Yeah, International Which feature. We, we knew it was going to happen. But it's like, yeah, it also won Production Design too, which yeah. was surprising. I mean... So, I was surprised, but at the same time, I was like not upset about it. Because I'm like, you know what? The production of that movie is very impressive. But there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, but also Avatar. You know, Avatar, yeah, I mean, yeah it won Best Visual Effects, which, come on, like, we all knew. Everyone, if you we, bet against it, like, yeah, exactly. Like, why? Like, we all knew it was coming. But with production design, I think that, 
I think a part of me was like, oh, Avatar, you know, for working on that film for so long, like, because they saw, they were filming, and they saw filming back in 2017, 2018. I and think they, so, yeah. Yeah, and then think about, like, how everything was digital, but the way that it's presented, it feels like, wow, you're there. Yeah. You're there. It's impressive. And, oh, it's absolutely impressive. So I was very surprised that... I didn't get the recognition, but I have no issue with with All Quiet in the Western Front winning that that category. I know a lot. I know. How do you feel about Brandon Fraser, the whale, winning best um, best costume design? Co- costume design. Did it win costume design? It did. Or, oh, it won makeup. Makeup, not won. costume and, design. Makeup. I will give my opinion after a quick PSA, and we right back with Bijou Banter. Welcome back to BJ Banter. We are continuing our conversation or our recap of the Oscars of this year. Um, so the whale winning best makeup, I I see why it won. I do because I think in some instances the um, the makeup is impressive. However, I was really hoping that the Batman was going to yes. take it because Colin Farrell's performance and his and the makeup that was applied on him is literally transformative. Yes. You cannot recognize that it's him. And as impressive as the makeup is in the whale, in some instances. There are some moments where you can tell it's makeup, and you can tell it's like it is definitely more of a of a suit. So yes. that that one I see I see why it won. I can't say I'm like disappointed, but I was really hoping the Batman would take it. Yeah. Um. Other than that, like I would say cinematography was disappointing, but that's mostly just because. And I talked about this in the predictions <laughs> episode. The nominees were just not strong, really, considering we had Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Nope, Babylon. Um. I feel like I'm missing something else, but um, the Batman. Yeah, the Batman. Yeah, yeah, just there were many, there were better films that films that had better cinematography than oh, what yeah. we got this year. So I, I don't think that's necessarily. I don't have a problem with All Quiet winning because I guess based on no, actually no, Bardo had better cinematography. So yeah. I <laughs> See, I was disappointed about the cinematography with uh, the Batman not not yeah, receiving it because the Batman, understand. the Batman had beautiful cinematography. Honestly. I don't remember if it won any any awards at the Oscars, but honestly, it didn't. Yeah, that's what surprised me because the makeup in that film. Like, I agree with you. I think the makeup in that movie is in, is crazy. Like, it's so impressive, and the way that Colin Farrell transformed himself into the penguin. When I first heard he was playing the penguin, I'm like, okay, that's an interesting choice. But when you watch it, you're like, this is. Wow. Yeah, like there's some I remember some people didn't even know it was him until after the movie. Yeah. Like was was over. It's just like that's an impressive performance, an it, impressive makeup right there. It so is. So I was very disappointed that I didn't receive that. And kind of like go trailing back to when you were talking about um talking about oh gosh, uh what was the topic we were talking about before the Batman, before, before the makeup? We were talking about um disappointments and I was talking about the score and production. The design. score. Yes, with Babylon. I understand it's a very uh, split movie with critics and audiences. However, I was very surprised they didn't win score. Yeah. Because the score, whether you love or hate the movie, you cannot deny that the score is really impressive. And it captures the sense of the 1920s, and it captures the era so incredibly well. And honestly... Nothing gets all quiet in the Western Front. I think it still had a pretty, pretty good score, but... I definitely think Babylon deserved that treatment, and I think that's something I've been noticing a lot. Like movies that have been getting you know, like a fifty percent or very split. Like I like last year, I believe Don't Look Up didn't really receive any Oscars. Or... Well, that that I see why. Yeah, <laughs> I, have a, I have a very strong opinion on that movie. Yeah, no, I don't get. <laughs> so do I. Like I, I yeah. No, we we're not gonna talk about it for now, but. Um, I think it's very interesting that um, those movies like that got like fifty percent or somewhere around there or not don't really receive those awards, but they're in the nomination. Yeah, that, that's something that I picked up a lot like through the through the couple of years. If I had to put on a tinfoil hat to, to to think why the Academy didn't recognize Babylon for best original score when it won many other awards, it won the Golden Globe, it won the BAFTA, yeah. various critics awards. My guess is that maybe because it is intentionally lampooning Hollywood. Yes. And we talked about this on our episode of Babylon. Check that out if you would like to. Uh, Babylon is basically a full-on like decimation of the industry. Yes. And I love it for that reason because it's so honest and powerful. And I think the Academy is like, well, if you're going to make this movie where you basically destroy our industry, we're not going to recognize that. 
as an award. And I think that's very, very disheartening to see because it's about, regardless of what the, the film is, it should still be recognized and appreciated for its artistic merit. Isn't that the whole point of yeah, an awards it, show it like is. this? It's just like, I think, I think sometimes they need to get off their high horse and like actually recognize like, hey, even if we don't agree with the subject matter, it should, maybe we should recognize it in some way. And of course, it is very much opinionated with like the score, but like, or with the movie, but even people I know that don't like Babylon agree that the score was the highlight because that makes so much of the movie, the emotions and the atmosphere of yeah. all that. So yeah, it's just, and this isn't the first time the Academy has done that. They've done this before, and I don't have an example off the top of my head, but they always tend to go down a more safer route in terms of like very, um, I guess I guess films that can spark, not controversy, but like uh, di division in yeah. some way. I mean, that's what happened with uh, the Oscars uh, a few years back when they nominated Green Book. Uh, yeah. Because Green Book was a more safe bet for for winning Best Picture, which which uh, I read a lot of articles about. I heard a lot of people's opinions. A lot of people were not very happy about that. Yeah. I for a while, while I enjoyed the movie, I was like. Really? It, 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 okay, I'll be honest. I enjoy Green Book. Me too. No way is it was it worthy of that best picture. Yes. When you have Roma, when you have Black Klansmen, when you yes. have um, I don't even remember what else was nominated that year. Like, oh goodness, um, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. War. I, I don't honestly, if Black Panther won, I don't know if I would have been too yes. hyped. But it's like that that made more sense. That actually did something different. We've yeah. seen Green Book stories like Green Book done thousands of times we get it it's just it's one of those uh, sadly it's an Oscar bait movie in a sense and um, I think really the Oscars try to yeah especially I don't think they they're very biased about like oh we don't really want to choose this movie because it's calling us out and we don't yeah. want that we don't want to be called out like that like we've seen uh, films that get called out by a organization or a state or something like that like the interview where, where North Korea oh. like hacked, uh, hacked the Sony pictures and like saying don't release this movie but they still did it they just released it online yeah. and so and so it's interesting to see um, how the industry has its preferences of what, what they want to show versus what they don't want to show uh, one thing I want to mention because we were talking a lot about the rewards um so during the show, I know you haven't watched the show, uh, watched the ceremony fully, but um, there was actually the musical components of what they did in during the ceremony was really impressive, actually. Like the um, like what, just what uh, like the best original song performances, or just the music they had throughout the ceremony. The music th throughout the ceremony. Okay. Like, so they had like Rihanna singing uh, "Lift Me Up," of course, from the Black Panther song, which is a beautiful song. Uh, they play the R, the, the not too, not too. R, R, I, I watched that on YouTube and yes, it's, I'm so happy that one best original song technically RRR had a sweep it was the only film that it was not it was the only award it was nominated for and it won that makes me happy yes <laughs> so, no I'm so happy about that and um, I'm just looking through the the list right now uh, they're just the fact that they utilized honestly the songs this year were better like because the past few years I mean I had nothing against the music I'm like oh it's just there to fill the time yeah but this year I feel like the music has been so much better like Triple R of <laughs> course performing made me so incredibly happy and that was one of the best things to see um, and I just absolutely loved it um, honestly honestly like during the little breaks throughout like I honestly didn't mind like I know people have mixed feelings about the Jimmy Kimmel uh, like Jimmy Kimmel his monologue his hosting I don't think it was terrible but I will say there were some jokes that he said or some things that he said that I'm like okay maybe I get you're supposed to be funny but there are some things that you should be careful with like Ricky Jarvis gets away with things like this because Ricky Jarvis is very honest and yeah. he well that's his shtick too yeah right? that's his shtick too and Jimmy Kimmel tries to follow that but it kind of comes off more more deteriorating yeah. and more like disrespectful no I, I get Jimmy and like um, I'll be honest I I don't hate Jimmy Kimmel I really don't I've just never really been a fan of his style because I think either. I think he's just kind of bland too yeah. it seems like a lot of the jokes he like and 
he's a talk show host so it's like obviously like the talk show like the talk show just genre i guess like the jokes unless you're like conan or something it's like it's very it is they're trying to be funny but also it's like you have to be aware of like censorship and like just the policies of like the of the network and i feel like that kind of carries over here because this isn't the first time jimmy kimmel is hosting why i feel comfortable talking about the monologue even though i haven't really seen it because he's hosted the oscars before yes many times i think this is like his fourth time maybe yeah they said third or fourth time they said the promo like it's just like third or fourth yeah and and it makes sense because um his show is on abc oscars are on abc so that's why we're never going to get jimmy fallon to host the oscars sadly (laughs) even though i want even though i know a lot of people are not big fans of jimmy fallon i I, I think he'll be perfect i prefer jimmy fallon over jimmy kimmel i'll be totally honest but or conan oh i would love if conan hosted the oscars conan hosted the oscars sign me up no 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 here's what we need we need the Best talk show host of all time, Eric Andre, to host the Oscars. Oh, there we go. I, oh, I just fixed yes. everything. Yes. You know so, what? The, the viewership's going to go up. It's going to be the most viewed. 100 Oscar. million views. 100 million views. <laughs> Eric Andre hosting. Like, you got to let this guy have creative control. Like, <laughs> let him do stuff. Like, I would absolutely pay pay money to go there and watch that because, oh my goodness, that yeah. would be amazing. Honestly, that's what they need. They kind of need hosts and kind of let them do their own thing. Of course, you know, try to be careful because it's network television, but let them have their thing because n- lately, what I noticed with hosts, they're, you could tell they feel restricted. Yeah. And, and, and they're, well, it's usually because, like, the material is written, too. And, like, exactly. And I think the problem, like, depending on who the host is, like, they, uh, you could have, like, the best person be a host and, do, and not do a great job based on what they're given or the opposite way. It just seems like the host they choose, like, I don't have, I don't have, like, a strong, like, reactions to them. It's like, their, their comedic style and their, like, timing just isn't as strong to carry throughout three hours. And it also doesn't help that for most of the, most of the time, the jokes that are written are not very good. Thankfully, from what I've heard, even though there were some, like, kind of cringy jokes this year from, uh, Dan- Daniel, he informed me about stuff of, like, um, there was a jab at Tom Cruise and his beliefs, um, yes. which I don't think we really need to get into. And also <laughs> a joke regarding John Williams and scoring, make what you will of that. Like yeah. really lame stuff like that. It doesn't seem like it was at the caliber of last year because last year they would not shut up on the bad jokes. And it was no. really, really painful to sit through. And, oh, yeah. and that's when they had three hosts too. So last year it was like Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and someone else and i'm blanking i forget who it was yeah no but yeah last yeah. no 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 offense or no disrespect to the to those actors or comedians or it's just they were given really bad material to work with i mean okay maybe a little disrespect to amy schumer i'm not a huge <laughs> not a huge i'm not a huge yeah me neither I'm, but like i'm i'm trying i know she's a human being and try to be respectful but there's been a lot of things in her past, especially the, the jokes and the things she said that really have bugged me, especially her stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not only is she not funny, it's just some things that bother me, so mm-hmm. at least she wasn't as terrible uh, <laughs> last year. I will say that. I will say that was, okay, could have been worse. Um, could have been like, her slapping someone at the Oscars or something yeah. like that, but I'm just very happy that, yeah, I just hope... Yeah, honestly, Amy Schumer wasn't terrible last year, but I'm just I, not a huge fan of her. I, I will, I do have, even though we are definitely ex- explaining our criticisms of the ceremony and just like the jokes, yeah. I have to give the Academy credit for the fact that it doesn't seem like they wasted a ton of time. No. Unlike last year, where they cut some of the categories last year, mind yeah. you, a lot of the major ones, like cinematography, like how do you cut that? Like, no, that's how? what makes the movie, it's like, it's, bore, it's so disrespectful, honestly. They didn't do that this year, and even though the ceremony was how long? It was three hours and forty minutes, so it was a bit on the longer side. It seemed like they didn't waste a ton of time, based no. on what I've observed. Absolutely, and uh, I think this is definitely the most well-paced of the Oscars. Oh, really? Like I think uh, even for it being so long, the way that they pace everything, the way they space everything out—that's why uh, doesn't seem like they cut the speeches either. No, they did, and honestly, I was very impressed with that. And really, what really impressed me the most was that the format this year was not bad like Mm -hmm. they broke it up they broke the ceremony into like you know the awards the music you know the jokes of course but it all felt very well paced when compared to the last few years i remember watching oscars of 2021 and i was bored yeah i was so incredibly bored and even though the trailer for um 
oh, excuse me, the trailer for West Side Story came on. I was like, oh, there was no no excitement, no excitement yeah. there. And of course, the Oscars took a a little bit little break to show the Little Mermaid trailer, <laughs> um, which I which know, you know that's going to be a Best Picture winner. Yes, right there. <laughs> it'll be total Best Picture uh, winner, uh, definitely Best Best Supporting Actress for Melissa McCarthy. Um, They're going to make a new category: Best Best Picture. Best Best Picture. It's going to be Best <laughs> Disney Picture. Let me since ABC and Disney are you know this close. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have the. <laughs> the Disney Oscars. Yeah, it's like I I I expect stuff like that at, yeah. at this point. Like I'm of the opinion where I honestly don't think the Academy should have a host, and because they've done they've done it without hosts in the past. Like a few years ago, there was a period where for like three years there was no host, yeah. and the presenters were basically filling in as the host, giving the jokes. So like that really saved a lot of time. It makes it feel it doesn't feel as like clunky because I feel mm-hmm. like with the host, regardless if, if they do an amazing job or a not so amazing job it still is awkward editing and pacing it just feels like the whole thing comes to a halt yeah so yeah. That, but that's just a general problem i have with hosts in general no and i totally get what you're saying because i feel like what you mentioned before which is a great uh great thing to go back to is the material being written and how you have to present yourself because i love you know i'm a big fan of hosts like i was very disappointed when kevin hart couldn't host but you know there was reasons behind it which I totally understand um, I was very disappointed because I was like you know hoping for like a different comedic style and I think that's what's disappointing is that even though you have great hosts they feel very limited mm-hmm. and sometimes yes of course respect the network uh, restrictions but also kind of let them do their own thing and of course don't go off track but these are very talented people that have handle these these Oscars before and or very well familiar so I feel like they would still be on track and but of course add their sense of style that kind of will make it humorous but I will say I think that's interesting you brought up that it works without the host because personally 2019 kind of bothered me oh, really? without the host because it felt very clunky and oh. something about it it just like you could tell it was all last minute and and it just something didn't feel right it felt very missing that component of the host now if they did it like the year uh, before they like, announced that oh we're not gonna do a host the year before that and then it took some time to like stylize it yeah then okay you could tell this is the last minute thing because this is literally like a few weeks it before was, the ceremony yeah. so i'll give the uh, the academy credit they handled that very well mm-hmm. and i think 2020 oscars actually did really well yeah. without the host because i think by that point they knew like how to structure it yes and this is and, and obviously i'm biased in saying that that was like my favorite oscar because parasite won parasite's my favorite movie of all time <laughs> but even if parasite didn't win i just was way more engaged in that ceremony yes. because there was there was good stuff happening yes it was well they knew what they were doing and it feels like this this ceremony this year's ceremony was kind of in the middle maybe like, there were some parts where they could they could worked on like i know there was one interlude where Jimmy Kimmel was talking to um, Malala about like p- peace or something. Yeah, which I saw on Twitter and I was a little confused. Like, really, that happened? Like, yeah, it was it was a little it was a little weird. It was a little off. Uh, but I get what they were trying to do. But at the same time, it did feel like it was a little bit break. Like, I think the pace for the most part was pretty well established. There were a couple moments where I'm like, oh, you didn't need that in, or oh, you could have handled that a bit better, or like a couple things here and there. But then again, all Oscars have those small little dents yeah. that, or very big dents, like last year. <laughs> that was a car crash, not a dent. <laughs> but with with that being said, I think really how everything was paced and um, just like you know the things that Jimmy Kimmel talked about. Uh, another thing I want to mention was the memoriam. I was just about to mention that. Yes. Um, looking uh, at the list right now, I know there were some... There's uh, Every year there is a notable omission. There were like three big ones on here that I'm reading on the Wikipedia that I'm very surprised that they did not um, talk about. Yeah. And those were um, Charles B. Dean, who is in Triangle of Sadness, a Best Picture nominee from this year. Yes. Was not recognized. I um, don't understand. And he and Paul Servino. The latter yeah. two are pretty big because those they unfortunately they passed with them last year, mm-hmm. and they're very they're well known actors and actor and actress. Why weren't they recognized? I just yeah. I don't understand. Like they, this happens every year, so I'm not like shocked that there's always someone, but it's just like 
man, how do you miss like yeah. something as big as that? And like Charlie Dean, who unfortunately Triangle Sadness, we were just we were talking about this before we went on air. Triangle Sadness, that probably would have been her breakout role because yeah. she was great in that movie Absolutely. and really hasn't done a whole lot. She was in um like a CW show, I think. Mm-hmm. And the and so she probably didn't. I don't know if she was an Academy member or like I don't know what it was, but she she wasn't really in the industry. But she was in a movie that was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, yeah. and she wasn't recognized. It's like, it's so weird, and it's like, why? Yeah, and you feel and like... She, and she passed in August of 2022, so it's not like she passed like a day before the ceremony. It There was no excuse. I think <laughs> the only excuse, I think, not, not to defend the Academy, but I think the Academy's excuse would be like, Oh, we are running low on time. We can't fit everyone in. Even though these are three people, which I think they could have still put them in. Fair. Um, I, I don't know. I just I find I just find that interesting. That, I, yeah. Because I'm not the only one who's saying that. This was a big. This is the big one on Twitter and on Instagram where people were like she wasn't in the in that in memoriam. And I was like, what? Yeah. How? No Twitter. I love Twitter during <laughs> the Oscars. It yeah. is the most entertaining thing. I ever seen like the, the memes. The meme with there's, Andrew Garfield. There's there's a great meme where it was I'm blanking on the on the name, but the whale from Avatar, Way of Water, Pyan or Oh yes, whatever yes, that yeah. whatever the whale is called. So someone photoshopped the whale onto the stage. They're like, yeah, uh, the whale from Avatar is like presenting the next category. And it's like oh, I love I love the, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> I love the uh, the faces like when Jim Kimmel is trying to make that fun that funny joke of um, calling people out, which wasn't the funniest, but it was the actors that, the yeah. way they handled it was hilarious. Like Pedro Pascal, um, of course, doing it like, I'm watching you eyes uh, across across the room, and Andrew Garfield's face, absolutely hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen that, it's, it's so funny. It just, um, it just, honestly, the memes of Twitter, I gotta say this, were better this year, because- The memes? Uh, yeah, the memes, of course. Well, the memes, the memes last year was just all Will Smith. Yeah, and that was boring. Like, it got to the point where I was like, okay, it was we get it. Yeah, it oversaturated. It was like, okay, yes, it was a huge thing. I get it, but come on. Like, I'm, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> this year, there was more variety, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like this year, there wasn't a whole lot to meme about either. Oh, yeah. It seems like, like, because last year, it was like an endless supply. Yeah. And it did. It didn't help that the that Will that Will Smith slap was the literally uh, like the floodgates open. You can make so many memes out of that. Yes. But I, like, just there were so many other things too. Like this year, it seems I've noticed if something doesn't go wrong, memes are like less likely to happen. Yes. And that's what happened with this ceremony because people are celebrating the ceremony. Because when you have Ki Hui Kwan win best supporting actor, I, yes. His spe- Brendan Fraser winning both of their speeches were oh my beautiful. Did, okay, I actually want to mention that because I I. I'm a terrible human being. I forgot to mention that earlier. <laughs> and, and Michelle Yeoh as well. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Okay, so Michelle Yeoh's speech, beautiful. Uh, I'm so happy she won Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Brandon Fraser's speech, I'm so happy this man's getting back to the yeah. industry after 20 plus years and the things that happened to him. He deserves so much better. And you could tell they're doing it right here. And Kiwo Kwan's speech, especially when the announcers start crying yeah. when, while pronouncing, while saying his name, wow. That honestly made me tear up. I'm like, and his speech is like, "Look, mom, I got an Oscar," <laughs> yeah, and and just his speech, like talking about, like, I never knew he was in the refugee camp. Like, I, yeah. and I, him telling his story briefly. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy for him. Like, yeah. and I was so, so grateful for him to receive this best supporting actor because. Now he's also going to be in the season two of Loki. Yeah. And he's getting more work. And I'm like, he needs it. Cause he, he deserves it. He deserves it. And after, because the last role was uh, Airhead with Brendan Fraser, actually, <laughs> with back in 1996. So it's been a long time. I think the last movie actually was 2002. It, yeah, he had a small role. Yeah, very small role. So not a big role, but a small role. So the fact that he gets a... A bigger role, and the fact, and he told his story in Actors Roundtable about how he got into the movie. And have you heard? Have you heard like what? Yeah, happened? yeah. I've I've seen I've listened to like many interviews of him, and also he's he's brought this up in awards. Yes, it's, it's crazy. And yeah. It's so beautiful, and I'm so happy that he won. And so did Brendan Fraser. Like I get like some people have preferences of 
who should have won Best Actor, but Brandon Fraser, you know what, made me happy. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. He deserved it, in my opinion, because honestly, these actors have real talent, but either are dis- disregarded or forgotten. So it makes me happy that we're seeing these actors coming back mm-hmm. to the light, and I'm so incredibly proud of that and I'm so excited to see what happens in the future of the Oscars because it seems like the Oscars is finally figuring out their stuff yeah and because let's be honest well, especially recently yeah like I don't think they ever just I don't know if they if I would say they ever lost like their ways but recently no. recently and I don't know if it's just because of the industry too but it's just like they were struggling to find a way to like get people to like care about because like some for some people the Oscars is basically a joke it's just like Huh, yeah, Oscars. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, Oscars. But it's like when you have something like this, like it also helps you that this year just the the landscape of twenty twenty two for movies was just really, really good. It was a really, really strong year oh, absolutely. for movies. So that that also helps. But it's like they they really did care about the ceremony, I feel like in some ways. Yeah. That I haven't seen in a long time. And um I was I was gonna say something about this about Q like my probably my favorite thing that happened in the ceremony, um, and this is going back to Q Kwan. Um, Harrison Ford presented Best Picture, yes. and oh. and people were saying like, oh, is, is maybe it's either the Fablemans or Everything Ever All Once. Fablemans, obviously, because Spielberg had Spielberg and Harrison Ford, they go a long way. Oh yeah, but Everything Ever All Once because Kihoe Kwan, and when that won, um, fortunately they didn't catch this during the live broadcast, but there were many there were many photographs of this that came after. Key ran up to the stage and gave him like the biggest hug and like that was trending everywhere. I was yeah. like, this makes me so happy because there was also that picture of them at D twenty three, and it's the only time you see Harrison Ford like really smiling because like, <laughs> yeah, he's just he's a very grumpy old he, man. Yeah, he's very he doesn't really smile a whole lot. Like I'm I'm sure he's like I'm not saying he's like you know no, sad or anything, but no. just, it just he doesn't he just has like the same like kind he of he has that persona. Look. He has that persona, and the fact that you see him happy and like smiling at Q and Kwong, and it just that warmed my heart. Yeah, it was like oh it was beautiful, so beautiful, and gosh, it was. I was so I was so happy to see like Harrison Ford present that because I'm okay. Nothing against Fablemans. I think it was a great movie. I'm glad I didn't win Best Picture, in my <laughs> honest opinion. Because uh, I'm like, it, it's a good movie, but like the other nominees, there were. Some... I, I think there were better nominees, yes. and also like I, I really like the Fable ones as well, but it's not my personal, nowhere yeah. near my favorite Spielberg film. I actually, I actually thought West Side Story was a better Spielberg film. I'll be totally yeah. honest, but um, same, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're gonna transition to a quick grand spot and be right back with more Bijou Banter. Welcome back to Bijou Banter. We are continuing our conversation on the Oscar ceremony from this year. Um, yeah, Harrison Ford. It was great to see see him again. Um, going back to just some of the other categories, um, one thing that was of note, and this everything because everything everywhere at once had a very strong sweep. A lot of other films, unfortunately, didn't get recognized. For example, The Banshees of Inisherin, um, Tar, and The Fablemans did not receive a single Oscar win. And that surprised El- me. And Elvis as well. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that personally. <laughs> I um, mean, I, I like the movie, but yeah, I, I yeah. There yeah. was because because everything ever had such a large a large win streak. Um, not many other films got got the recognition. Um, Top Gun Maverick received a sound a sound win, which is very very nice. It should have gotten the cinematography win yeah. or the nomination, nonetheless. Um, let's see what else. Batman. The Batman Bat- didn't receive any Batman. awards. Um, the Actually, the ones that I, that I want. Triangle of Sadness didn't receive any awards too, right? Yeah, that but that that only had three three nominations in like really big categories. Like it didn't have a chance. Uh, yeah, like true. it was okay. Um, the short film nomination, the wins. I actually am kind of disappointed on. I don't, did you watch yeah. any of the short films? This um, I personally have not, but I remember hearing about the animation. Uh, yeah, the short films. Like not some, some people did not like the choice for the animation. Like I haven't seen it. I'm like. Okay, maybe I need to watch it during my free time. But I heard very mixed things, mixed to mainly negative reception. Of yeah, like the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse one. And I saw all the all the nominees. It was my least favorite. Not not a terrible one because the animation is no. really nice. But it's just it's just a very basic, like very safe, almost Oscar baity type short. Yeah. And and the other nominees that year were like really really different and like unique. Um, same with the live action one. Um, Irish Goodbye won for best live action short. 
it was it was good, but there were better shorts, and obviously that's just all a matter of opinion. But yeah. that was disappointing. Also, um, best documentary feature, um, the Volney one. Yes, I'm happy about that. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm, I'm personally, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, out of the ones that I've seen, um, it's it was my least favorite. I still I like Navalny. I think it's yeah. an interesting story, but when you have Fire of Love in the same category, Fire <laughs> yeah, of Love is it. a fantastic documentary, yeah. and as well as All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, which I finally saw after the Oscars. Um, yeah, those much more interesting docs. I feel like Navalny, it, it's an interesting story, but it didn't really do a whole lot with the documentary format. It was mm-hmm. just kind of basic, and yeah, not not as not as strong as the other one. So those were the only real disappointing standouts from like the main film ones because um yeah we already talked about like the uh production and technical categories um yeah yeah i mean um when it comes with like films that have not received any rewards i think it's interesting that those films there are actually some better choices like with the banshees the, the banshees film and then you got batman and Tar, I'm surprised Tar didn't receive yeah, any Tar. I think Tar was the most shocking. Like, Cape, like see, Cape Blanchett, not... Like, I love Michelle Yeoh. I, I'm so happy Michelle Yeoh received it because she's a fantastic actress. Um, but there, I think it was a huge competition for Best yeah, Actress this year. It was really, really tight. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad Michelle Yeoh won. Same, because same. I, I mean, I don't even know which one I prefer because I like them equally. They're very different performances. Oh, I think yeah. maybe the reason is because Kate Blanchett has already won an Oscar and has been nominated yeah. before. And, and I'm not saying that the Academy was like gave it out just because just because they wanted to make history. I, there was very good reason why Michelle Yeoh won just because clearly that is a very great performance. But yeah, it's, yeah, that that was one where it's just like man, it's like so either one, either one was like gonna take it. Yeah, the Daniels receiving Best Director, uh, Best Director nomination, I'm so happy. Very happy to see that. Very happy about that. I, I think the Daniels are fantastic directors. That, everything, everywhere, all I want is a movie. I think to myself, how did they make this? How was this even possible? <laughs> how like, did they make this and how did it win yeah, all these awards? Like, like this is like something that it was. I thought it was gonna be one of those films where it was like, oh man, I would love if this won Best Picture. It's not gonna happen though, and it did. Like yeah. that's that's unheard of. You know, it's it what's really funny to me is that when I was was watching this movie and watching it with my friends, we were talking about it. And we we're like, this is a movie made for us. This is a movie <laughs> like that has our sense of humor, and people find that funny. Like we would never think like people would find our humor that funny, but it, apparently it does. So <laughs> the fact that. It won, and listen. There were some great nominations. Like, of course, you, uh, was Spielberg in in the in the running for best director? Yeah, he was nominated. Oh, that's typical, like, because that's Steven Spielberg. But I'm so happy that Daniels won because the Daniels they show a different, unique style to their filmmaking, and I absolutely loved how how they made that film. Yeah. Like, because honestly, what's crazy? Fun fact, very quick fun fact before we continue. Um, the special effects and everything everywhere all at once was done by 20 inexperienced people. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it didn't receive a Best Visual Effects nomination. Even yeah. if it did, it, like, it, it wasn't going to win, unfortunately. No, it like, didn't. No matter, what you, no matter what film you made, if you had like amazing special effects, when you're competing against Avatar, <laughs> you're basically lo- you're going to lose. Like, you're going to lose. Like, how can you compete with Avatar? Like, there's... I, you, I don't you know. You make a new medium. New you make a new medium. medium. Which James Cameron probably will do in Avatar 3. He's going to... I don't know what he's going to do, visual effects-wise, to one-up Avatar Yeah, there's too. like rumors of... The fight of Fire Nation. Yeah. This is pretty much Avatar: Last Airbender, but now transforming I, into the blue avatars. Yeah. Oh man. Like I, there's all this talk. Um, and this is kind of off topic, but um, yeah. This year, Christopher Nolan's gonna release Oppenheimer, and there was all these these talks like yes. he actually like set off an atom bomb or something. I think it's true. I yeah. Think. He did it practically because he loves his practical effects. Oh yeah. If that film was nominated, or let's say this film came out, Oppenheimer came out last year, and was going up against Avatar for VFX, I think that would have been won. insane. Yeah, I don't that, know what would have won. I'll, I think I would be sweating. I think <laughs> I would actually have like sweat beads coming down. I would I would actually be very stressed out. I think, honestly, next year's Oscars, can I just say, we're, our, we're in March of 2023. And so far, we've had amazing films. Yeah. Like, I think this year, I think the Oscars next year is actually going to be much more exciting. Yeah. Because we have... No, yeah, Creed three. You had the recent John Wick Chapter Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting Oppenheim, Oppenheimer, Killers of the uh, Fire Moon, Scorsese. Yes, exactly. And then Barbie. 
Oh, oh, Barbie. Oh, the yeah, Barbie. The masterpiece the, in coming. Yes, the the biggest movie, the, the masterpiece of all. Um, we're also getting, hey, Megan, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, Loki, kind of praying for that because that was actually a really good movie. Uh, have opinions about it, but um, no, I mean, honestly, 20, oh, Dune. Dune Part 2. Dune Part 2. Oh, my God. This is going to be crazy. It, yeah, oh, Nick. my God. I think... I think well, one thing before we wrap up here shortly yeah. is the future of the Oscars because with this year, I think we talked a little bit about, about the formatting and how they're finally they're finding their stride and they're really making it work. Not only are we getting we're gonna get some really good nominations. Like I'm looking forward to next year's Oscars because of nominations, but with the formatting and because it seems like they're hearing people, they're listening yeah. to feedback. They didn't really listen to feedback the previous years. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say they didn't listen just because 2021, that was such a crit. The 2020 it, that's completely different. I, I don't know if that was taken into consideration because it was so, yes, just so different. But oh, yeah. I thought maybe they would have taken, like, not even just like how they did it with, like, um, in a new location and all that, but just like content wise, yeah. change it. And they didn't. They somehow made it worse. I'm just like, <laughs> what the heck was the opposite of like what you're supposed to do? Yeah. But it seemed. It's really, really refreshing, and actually, very, I have to applaud them for that. Yes. And this is for this goes for any like organization, company, business, or what whatnot. When they listen to the feedback, especially if it's negative, and they actually really take that into consideration to improve the product, I have to give them credit for doing that. Because there's some there's companies that just maybe don't want to. They don't want to admit defeat. Yeah. And I feel oh, like yeah. they kind of admitted defeat here. It's like okay. We hear you guys finally. We need to make some changes and we're going to do it. And was it amazing? No, there are obviously still flaws, but yeah. I don't think we're ever going to have a perfect no. Oscars. But it was it was good from what I've observed. Yeah, even so. Billy Crystal hosting the Oscars like back in 1997, and that was considered one of the best Oscars, uh, it still had its issues. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very fascinating. I, I watched some highlights because, of course, I wasn't born in 1997. <laughs> but I think it's interesting to see... Um, they're listening, and you know what? At least, it, at least it wasn't. It didn't feel like damage control. No, like yeah. when I when, when I'm afraid of when studios when people listen and then try to fix the product, I'm thinking last Jedi, last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker, like that type of irreversible uh, damage. irreversible damage. It's like they're trying to save it. It's like, dude, there's nothing to save here. There's no <laughs> way you can save this. Yeah, when you have something as big as the Oscars, like that's worth saving. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah, so. I guess just to give our give our final thoughts because we're running a bit low on time. Um, not only were all the winners or most of the winners, I was very happy with. Even though I I wish I went I wish I watched that whole ceremony now. <laughs> based on what I've observed, because I went back and watched some of the speeches, I went watched some of the interludes. It was decent. Yeah, it was I, a decent ceremony. I think this is a better ceremony than last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. This is the, it's kind of like M. Night Shyamalan's split for me. It's like... Interesting comparison. Yeah, very interesting comparison. But it's the right path. It's Mm -hmm. the right step in the right direction. So I'm very excited to see what they do for next year. Next year's going to be crazy, I I have to say. Well, yeah, with this this year for movies, it looks like it's going to be solid. It's just like when you, especially coming out post-pandemic, because so many films got pushed back. It's like each, every passing year, it seems like there's something to look forward to. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. it was a great ceremony. Absolutely. Yep. So that wraps up this episode of Bijou Banter. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about John Wick Chapter 4 and Puss in Boots The Last Wish. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that'd be a great episode. Yeah. And until, until next time, I've been Matthew. And I've been Blake. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye.